Hello everyone, welcome to 10 Minute Money. I'm John Dyer and as always I'm joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about the gap and difference between what's going on in Wall Street versus Main Street with the COVID epidemic and the economy. How you doing, Paul? I'm good. Happy first day of summer, John. You too. Thank you. So, uh, a lot of people are still out of work. Uh, There's still cases of COVID. I think we've got over 2 million confirmed cases. We're in June. We've got over 100,000 deaths with COVID in the U.S. So, why is the market still going up? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so there's still... In the middle of a pandemic. No real vaccine yet. No vaccine. We've got a couple... Over 20% unemployment. uh, And the market keeps going up. I think it's actually the fastest recovery of all time over the last 50 days. Yeah, we were down 35%. In uh, like 21 days. Yeah, in 21 days. There were days... There was a couple days I remember we were down 10% in one day. The fastest (laughs) decline and then the fastest increase in that time frame yeah it was pretty scary yeah going yeah very on the downside we we were getting calls from people and they were worried about their retirement savings and but we told them to hold tight and the market really bounced back right yeah in april beginning april late march it, it turned and it never looked back no yeah march 23rd i think was the bottom and it started going up almost like a percent or more a day. It just kept going higher. And I think part of that is due to the market for is always a forward-looking earnings machine. And typically, I think it's six to nine months that the market looks out. Right. And I think around that March and April time frame it started to look a year like 12 or 18 months out and discount what was happening in the pandemic i think they started to see positive news about treatments and some news about states reopening and i think the market saw some positive future earnings into next year Right. That's my guess and why the market really took off. Yeah, I agree. I also think the government stimulus had a lot to do with that as well. And that did probably have just as much. They they, (laughs) if not more. The (laughs) Fed definitely helped. The the Fed jumped Don't fight the Fed. Don't fight the Fed. Uh, Powell jumped in and put a lot of money into banks. Yeah. And a lot of money into companies like boeing they well they said you know they would back them and right and they recently just said that if uh if a company issues a bond they would buy their bonds so yeah so they're buying u.s corporate bonds for the first time ever in the hundred year plus existence of the fed they've never bought corporate bonds before they always bought u.s treasuries to support the economy and now they're buying u.s corporate bonds for the first time which the market liked. The market really liked. Yeah. That and I think there's a lot of people, uh, uh, day traders at home. Right. Um, trading more than ever. 
buying there there's a lot of younger the younger generation now has access to platforms like Robinhood yeah and they can they can get online they can buy they don't even have to buy a whole share of stock they can buy for for example Amazon stock is over $2000 a share they can buy a portion of it on right. Robinhood that's very yeah and they're that's great. pumping you know they're pumping a lot of money into the market too buying stocks driving stocks up as well yeah so yeah the wall street journal on sunday said schwab and vanguard opened the most accounts in one month that was they hit their all-time high so i'm assuming young people were opening accounts i mean it was over 220,000 accounts new accounts opened and I do think you're right. The Robin Hood effect. I think David Portnoy is kind of leading right. the case there, right. trying to get people in. A lot of young people, and I, and I think also no sports people are kind of day trading this market. Younger yeah. people are, but I still think it's a good experience for young people to follow certain stocks and to try and benefit from our capitalist system here. That. I still think it's the best way to build wealth. I don't think day trading is a great way to build wealth, but I think they can learn some really good lessons on how to build wealth. Yeah, I think if you are day trading, the main thing is you want to buy, if you link it to sports, it's kind of like, for those of you that play fantasy sports, you you want to have the anchor of your team being the the blue chip, big, you know, the the... Patrick Mahomes, you know he's going to go out there and get yeah. a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. Well, it's the same thing yeah. with stocks. You want to anchor it with, like I, I used the Amazon Walmart example. Right. You know they cost a lot. They do. Just like when you're, you know, you're, they're going to be a high draft pick. Yeah, but, but they'll produce. But they produce and they just steady make money. Yeah. And Amazon, Walmart, Microsoft, Apple, they'll hit their numbers. They will. A they lot, will do well in it with their earnings. A lot of people, I think, are the newcomers take bets on dollar stocks. They're they're priced at a dollar for a reason. Yeah. If you look at their balance sheets, they're You're right. not that great. I mean, they could There's double, no earnings. triple. There's no real positive cash flow or earnings. Right. I don't like companies like that. Even the Hertz situation last week. Hertz is officially bankrupt, and a lot of people were buying Hertz stock, and they took it from, I think, a dollar to six, and then wrote it back down to three. And that's not really a Patrick Mahomes type stock. No. So that's what that's where you come in with your outlier running back that comes in halfway through the season that has a, a couple of really good games. And then the starter comes back, and he's back on the bench, or he gets hurt, or he right. goes back to normal. So that's kind of, I think, a good example. Yeah, I with, think that's a great analogy, John. With with the with those those type stocks, yeah, a lot of people are taking bets on airlines, and you know, airlines are the passenger the passengers on airlines are down eighty five percent from last year. This same time, so where's the revenue coming from? Yeah, they're losing money right now. Yeah, so I'm not going to take a bet on one of those companies. I'd rather bet on like a Costco or something. Right, I agree. I think so many of the people we work with, I would classify them as investors, not traders. Where investors will hold a high-quality name 
like Microsoft through and Microsoft was down over 30% and they you know we we tried to convince our clients to hold on and get through this pandemic and it's worked out really well. I mean anything that has to do with the cloud uh, that's helping people work from home. It, those kind of stocks are, are incredible right now. And the airlines have a really rocky history, that's, which is part of the reason we've never, I've never really recommended airlines, even though it's a momentum stock right now and some people are making money on it. I personally have never recommended that to any client ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that ties into the market you know when when you look at how the market's done how the dow's done how the s&p's done these are the largest richest companies in the world and there's a big difference between the market and main street yeah which you're seeing like my local barber shop like the little the little uh donut and bagel shop down the street the mom and pop shop they're the ones that are really struggling. The big companies are getting most or have gotten a lot of the bailout money. And that's great because right. it's they're supporting job, people's careers and jobs and, and everything. But you look at the small businesses, we do think there is a wave coming and there are going to be a lot of people unemployed after the government stops the stimulus in the economy. Right. I think some people are going to have to reset their career path. I, I think there, there will be less service-oriented people in restaurants and, you know, that environment, maybe even hotels. Right. You know, it's speculation right now, but I, I think you're right. The unemployment, I think, went from 3.5% to over really 20%. Right. And it's going to quickly in basically two months. And I think it's going to be a long time before we even get close to, to 5 or 6% again which is somewhat the average over the last 20 years. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think so what's going to happen, it's going to be kind of a kind of a reversal to where we were after the market crash in 0809. Not as bad, but people won't have jobs. There's going to be less money to be spent on things in in the S&P 5 or on companies um like you like we were talking about earlier there people are going to be spending less on Amazon um and Amazon stock will suffer a little bit and then you're going to see it trickle down I think to the Dow and S&P but it you know it may not be for a while right right so yeah and if we get a vaccine soon I think we could see the market rally on that news you know 20 per, over the high right from January. Right. Yeah, I agree. It, we'll, we could see that, and then it could pull back once reality sets in a little bit. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a lot of up and down. It will be. I agree with that. But uh, but I feel so much better about oh, the market now I do than too. I did a month ago. <laughs> yeah, don't so, you? I do too. Uh, I'm not complaining. No. I think if you invest in stocks, high even high-quality stocks... You have to be ready for volatility, and you don't know when it's going to hit. And this kind of goes into my mystery question for you, John. Or mystery, there, I, I read a statement, uh, and I want to get your feedback on that statement, but it was out of a Fidelity Retail quote. 
so Fidelity Retail are pretty much individual investors doing, right. doing it themselves. Right. There's a ton of them out there. Right. The age of these investors were was 60 to 70-year-old Fidelity Retail investors. Hmm. 30% of the Fidelity Retail investors aged between 60 and 70% sold out of all their stocks sometime between February 20th and May 15th. So during that, right. that swoosh kind of down. And a lot of these people, I'm sure, were living on fixed income or close to retirement and nervous. But I'm curious about your comment about uh, it's not always a wise decision to pull out of the market at a right. time like that. But I'm wondering, you know, I doubt that they had an advisor like yourself who could put a retirement plan together and they could bounce ideas off of. Right. Because they were in the retail side of Fidelity. Yeah, and we got a lot of calls during that time. And people that we do financial plans for, and for those of you new to the podcast, a financial plan is where we take all your expenses and your income and project out 30 years and project your retirement. And we do that for all of our clients. And we got lot, lots of calls and people were nervous and they, they were, they said, well, my accounts are down a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Should Hurts. we just go to cash or what? Am I going to be okay? And I quickly ran the numbers in their plan. It took me 15 minutes or so. Right. And, and we, we were able to tell them, you're, you're still fine. And, we and still, the client stayed in, invested. Stayed in the market. When the market was down. Right. And it looked like the world was ending. You know, the new pandemic. Hospitals were filling up. It was a horrible time. But they stayed invested. And I'm sure now that same client, if it looks, if they look back, he or she are going to be really happy they stayed in. Yeah, we're so close to getting back to where they were. Yeah, probably and, a few percent from where they were. And if you pulled out, you missed that upswing, and now you're now you're catching up. Maybe you have to catch up twenty percent. Yeah, but but do you, I doubt anybody would put all their money back in if they pulled out in March, right, or and, April? And that's where you hear people ten years from now saying they never made their money back. They never they, got their money back. We hear it all the time. In '08, I lost half my money and I never made it back. Right? It right. Took me, it's because they pulled out of the market. I know. But I do think the benefit of working with someone like you is they can use you as a sounding board. John, you know, I'm down $100,000. What should I do? Should I, I, I? My gut is telling me I should just take all my money out of stocks and go to cash, and I'll feel safe and secure. But we know clients can earn 7 to 10% over time, over a long invested time. It's time in the market, not timing the market. Right. But... To talk to someone like you can save them a retirement. I mean, it can save them a ton of money. Right. I Yeah, I totally agree. Or if not us, uh, independent financial advisor. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, a registered investment advisor. Yeah. Uh, you know, not right. a broker, but an inv- someone that can advise you. Exactly. So, um, so is there anything else? You that was wanted? my mystery. Okay. That was the only question. Topic. Right? Yes. Good. I'm I'm glad I yeah. passed the question. You did there, passed the test. So, well, uh, thanks everyone for joining us today, uh, Paul. Thanks and yeah, uh, thank you, John. And uh, please remember everything discussed here 
is for educational purposes only. Uh, you can visit our website, uh, www.royaloakfinancialadvisors.com, and uh, we have lots of good content on there, and you can schedule a meeting with us as well if you have any questions or anything like that. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Take care. Bye. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come.